0: course, we had the incredible schools today to learn Yevamis Daf Chafalav, page twenty-one in Yevamis, and a quick chazarov of today's Daf. So we continued with the fundamental question of why can't a Cohen Godel do Yibum with an Ammana min ha-eirisin. In other words, I understand that if it's Ammana min anisuin, We have an assay of Yibum, ultimately up against a low saase of amana and an assay of Bisula. But if she is an Ammana from uh, Erisin, Therefore, we assume she is still a basula, in which case we have an assay against a losa assay, and if that's the case, yibum should be permitted, to which the Gemara ultimately explained that halacha l'mayse gezera biya rishona atu that in achinami, the logic is compelling to allow yibum to occur. The problem is the assay of yibum only applies to the first bi'a. After the first bia, any subsequent bia would be fundamentally prohibited. So therefore, Chazal felt to allow for a marriage that ultimately will only allow for one bia, and the second bia already becomes prohibited. Halach said, I didn't want you to do that. And this is indeed how the Paskin, and I think this is a very important takeaway from today's daf. We essentially have three different categories. Category one is where the yevama, the widow, is an karis. To the Yavam, to the surviving brother. In that type of situation, that was the first Mishnah in the Masechta, in that type of situation obviously yibum does not occur and not only is the Yavama herself exempt but her tsara, her co-wife, is exempt as well. Category number two is where the Yavama, the widow, ultimately is prohibited to the Yavam, to the surviving brother, by a lav. Whether it's a lav or whether it's an asei, or again we'll get into shnios as well, in that case, lemaisa, the halacha says that the Yovam, the surviving brother, has to do chalitza and can't do yibum. Now, he has to do chalitza because, technically speaking, marriage would be effective in this type of scenario, albeit it's prohibited. But because it could be effective, therefore chalitza is prohibited. Yibum is not an option. And the Rambam says, why is that I? Why don't we say, let the assay of yibum trump the low sase, whatever the low sase may be? And ultimately, the Rambam says... Because remember again, even if you hold the vaseidhochalosah, say that only allows for the first act of relations to occur, the actual act of, of yipum. But after that, any subsequent act of relations would be prohibited. And therefore, Allah l'maysa, Chazal were gozer and said, you can't do yibam in this kind of case, you could only do chalitza. That's the second category. The third category, I don't know if I actually mentioned this in Shir or not, but the third category, also mentioned by the Rambam, is the case of, let's say, the Kohen Gadol, who's the surviving brother, with his sister-in-law, with the widow, who is an almona min hanisuin. In that case, we have an assay of Yibum, and on the other side of that, this woman is prohibited. The Yavama is prohibited to the surviving brother because of a low of and of an assay of and an assay of uh, Besula, of having to marry a Besula. So in this case, Halachalamaisa, so Chalisa would be obligatory as well. Now, what's interesting about this particular situation that Rambam says, if halacha l'maysa, he were to go ahead and have relations with her, in this case, ultimately, again, this would not work. This type of marriage actually would not work because we would not say that an assay. Is doche a and an And therefore, again, if this coin were to illegally do yibum with this woman, not only would the yibum not work, but the co-wife that would not be exempted through this as well. Good. The gemara then went on secondary case. The gemara then went on to discuss, introduce us to the concept of shnius, and shnius is the concept of rabbinic erva that Chazal essentially built out the framework, built out the structure of arayos. Of forbidden relationships, in order to go ahead and safeguard the biblical, the biblical ervas, the biblical arayos. Now, the gemara then went through how do we, how do we know that Chazal have the right, the obligation to do that? So the gemara quoted a whole number of psukim, but at the end of the day, the gemara says it's midrashon. Chazal have the right to legislate laws in order to safeguard biblical law. They did so, and any of the psukim. Ultimately, that's we Are simply an asmachta. Ultimately, again, are just uh, a biblical illusion. We then went on to essentially explain that shneos. The way shneos worked, interestingly enough, is that halacha la'maisa, halacha You see, when you think about Shneo, you think about one additional level. What we quickly began to see as this sugi developed is the concept of shneos actually imposes rabbinic prohibition on multiple layers of relatives or multiple layers of people who have familial connection so don't mistake shnia to mean just one additional level of prohibition but shnia the shnios ultimately can manifest themselves on a variety of different levels so the case we left off with just uh, just the kind of framework we left off was was the case ultimately again of Haim We left off with the case ultimately again of the wife of a mother of one's mother's maternal brother. So we left off with that case really in an effort to see how far out the concept of shneios extend. That's where we left off, and Emir um, Shabbos say that's the sugya that we will pick up with tomorrow. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.